0: Fucking practice this on today's job board we have dan's third josh sends from golf.com overseed happened the weather thank a superintendent sports and of course course happenings today's episode is brought to you by par west turf services par west for all your golf course and home course needs from an assortment of breast cancer awareness products to the par west exclusive greenskeeper repair kit par west turf services Use promo code JINGWEEDS for free shipping on orders over $250. The views and opinions presented in this episode of From the JINGWEEDS podcast are strictly those of Matt and Dan and do not reflect those of their respective clubs. The content of this podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. And now, let's tee off.
1: Hey
2: everybody, welcome to episode number 24 From the JINGWEEDS. We got uh, Andrew hanging on with us tonight on Zoom call. Danny's got number three. Came out last week, so we got a new family member. What's going on, boys? Thanks for hanging out.
1: Yep. How are we doing? Here. The long-awaited arrival of uh baby birdie.
2: Baby birdie number
1: three. Yep. Showed up Thursday night just in time for me to get back to work for a quick oh. overseed on Monday. Oh, shit. So you hang out.
0: Congratulations.
1: Yep. <laughs> Thanks, big dog.
2: Uncle Andy, Uncle Andy on the podcast. What's up? Uncle Andy has a fabulous mustache, by the way. I mean that thing is kick ass.
0: Thanks, boys. <laughs> glad we know it. glad you noticed. I was waiting for you
1: to say something on the podcast about it. Hopefully yeah. you'd
0: notice it. It looks like it's glued on. That's how good it is. It's not the look at the thing, it's so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad you
2: stuck it out. Does it get like caught in your food? It, like food gets stuck in it and shit?
0: Yeah. No, I've eaten it before. <laughs>
2: when I grew my beard real fucking long, it, was, it got to the point where I was like, this is so disgusting. I got food all over my face, you know, hair in my mouth, and I had to cut it all off.
0: No, yeah, no chicken way. wings is a whole other game. You know what
1: yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you get a, yeah. a little garlic parmesan about an hour
0: later. You ain't <laughs> <hate> it. <laughs> you're not hating it. It tastes good. Ooh, that amazing!
1: What did I have for dinner?
3: Oh,
2: garlic parmesan. Garlic buffalo wings. That's real
1: hot. Got that Nashville hot.
2: Nice. So then, so she comes along on Thursday night, and you hang out, and you get sent home Friday. I'd imagine Uh, these days. No, Thursday night. Eleven
1: six. She was born. We were out Saturday morning. I think we got home eleven thirty Saturday morning. Uh, Yeah.
2: off to the golf course Monday morning. To
1: Back overseeing. to work Monday morning. So we started overseeing Monday morning, which the nice thing is golf course is pretty much all were prepped. Cody killed it. My assistant, when we were, uh, when I was out at the hospital. So it was just as soon as the dew was broke, we were exceeding the golf course. Which was awesome. really
2: nice because it was a little bit of a breeze that morning oh. and uh, very dry. So there was no was dew at my place.
1: Monday and over-
0: Tuesday were awesome. I
2: oversee. I started overseeing on Monday. We did green surrounds and top dress of greens, and uh, yeah, it couldn't have been a better day. Cloud cover, uh, you know, keep the guys cool. My greens, you know, I got two and a half acres of greens, and uh, my assistant and the guy with the paint. Who shout out to Richard? He is seventy three years old. They both walked sixteen point eight miles, Damn. seeding my greens. Yep. Yeah, that's Over, that's uh, a day.
1: Yeah, that's in one day as well. Over yeah. three days, my guys did. That's a 70, 73 hours. year old man.
2: Seventy three year old man. Just he. I mean, he'll admit it. he's like he was dogging, dogging at the end, trying to keep up. My assistant was, you know, kind of gets to that mode like we do. You see that end of the light, yeah. and you're uh-huh. just like, I just gotta. Now it's on. All yeah. I got three holes left. Poor Richards dragging ass behind, like trying to keep up with him. He's Richards going, him "Fuck,
1: we still have three like, holes left." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a tale uh, of two tapes right there.
2: Came back the next morning, and uh, Tuesday morning we had uh, the uh, truck come in. Is it? Uh, I can't even think of his name. Sorry, Jason. Jason buddy's, uh turf applic- custom turf applicators comes in with the truck, dials it in. And uh, starts doing the fairways and everything else. He did 60 acres at my place in eight and a half hours.
1: Oh, isn't it the best?
2: mowed it in, followed him right along. So we mowed it in all on Tuesday. And on Tuesday, I had, well, let's see, 17, 18, one through five and number eight, because they both touched together all the water on, on that on Tuesday. And everything else seeded and mowed in. So Wednesday morning, everything was on. That's the fastest yep. I've ever overseeded the golf course. So, if anybody's looking for a fast way to do it, call up Jason or there's another company out there you used. Um, yep. Guys are doing it and they're doing it fast, they're doing it precise, and doing it for me a lot cheaper. You know, a quarter of the price I pay oh. him to do it, that it will cost my in labor hours and four and a half days by the time I get every sprinkler running if we're doing it ourselves. That's a no brainer for me.
1: It's awesome. Plus for me, I'm like, especially in a time like this where I'm down guys and people are not showing up.
3: Yeah.
1: I still got to get 18 holes prepped and ready to go every day. Those can't take off. So to fill that void right now for me, the guys came in six hours was done. I had to tease greens and approaches. How many acres? you did like 35 or 40? 40. 40, 40 yeah. acres? Yeah, and they nailed the rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just like any skips case of beer. You know what I mean? They, I mean, this is what the dude, it's a dude's job. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, that's what he does. For 92 days straight, this is what it's going to do. They'd be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Your irrigator, that's his job. You expect him to be able to fix a head. Yeah. You don't expect it to be fucked up when you fix it. Like this dude's a cedar. You don't yeah. expect it to be fucked up and he doesn't expect it to be fucked up or else he wouldn't offer that. You know what I mean? Right,
2: yeah. And they've been doing it for years. The uh, Byron that you used, yeah. um, I used him when I was at Cocopelli. I mean, well, I didn't even look for him. You know, it was the first guy that I ever used that was going to seed my golf course. And I remember going to, an hour, going to our meeting and all the superintendents and they are like, okay, and this company is going to come down from Vegas and they're going to seed your golf course. And I'm sitting there going hold on here. You hired me basically for this part of the time of the year and you know, to make your golf course good. Now you're telling me somebody I have no clue who mm-hmm. I, who he is or what this is all about is now going to seed my golf course for me. Yet yeah, I'm going to be responsible for it. He shows up with this thing. He started, makes
1: the first pass. And I was like,
2: okay, you can do the rest of the, rest. <laughs> yeah, take like, it. yeah, there's, there's no, yeah.
1: Just keep going. This is was, awesome. Yeah. Poetry emotionally it was wheeling down the middle of that first fairway. Yeah, yeah,
2: so so good, and the same thing with Jason, it's just like he starts going. I mean, he's and they, got a big rig, you know, big truck, yeah. and it's bombing down, there and it's all run. There's on a Jeep.
1: reason they're all booked now because, yeah. like I said, for a four and a half, I've, five hours is done. Yeah, I booked mine for next year
2: as he's driving yeah. out of there, so something to look into if you, uh, you guys don't believe in it. Uh, more and more, well, it seems it like a building up
1: team. I think Byron. I think you said he went to Tucson, did one golf course. Next, thing you know, he's doing every two, golf course in Tucson. Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. Because so it's
1: no, to me, it's a no-brainer. But in, that's my first time. But like you said, handing it over the reins, I've always just felt so wanting to be so in control of that. Yeah. As after Phil watching that thing wheel down. The one thing so that fair. I'll
2: the one thing I'll always take with me from what Phil Shoemaker taught me when I was young, there's only a few things that you can control in this business. So those things that you control, you make sure that you control them as dialed as you possibly can. Because there's only a three or four things. Fertilizer application, a app, you know, all your applications, which out here, we're not doing a shit ton of that. Right. You know, other than spraying some fertilizer. But, um, and then seeding. Like, this is your gold medal time of year. This is the time mm-hmm. to show off why you're here. And now you're going let some do that you've never met fire it off and do it for you yeah no risky that, maybe but
1: i shouldn't put that on a podcast that i <laughs> that you don't know how to do it
2: yeah. no i yeah. know how to do oh, it I it's know. just no i didn't no, you
1: don't know how to do it. it's no brainer.
2: yeah it's get so done so fast and so efficiently but now we got water running and the old lake is not holding up so had to fire on the city water Today. Otherwise, yeah, it's um, you know what I can uh, I already know what the conversation, you know, this is gonna be a little bit different than last year. Last year I had three and a half inches of rain. The day I was yep. supposed to drop seed. So the whole ground is, you know, it's soaking wet and temperatures. Uh this week were what 102, 101, 101. Today was like 102. Mm-hmm. I think my weather station and last year at this time it was like 87. 91, 93, 87. So I'm burning through water. And I know that's yeah. going to be a question coming up on, you know, as soon as probably I see the owner tomorrow and I say, hey, city water's on. Now we're paying for some water because the wells aren't keeping up with it. You know, the demand I put out. You're
1: going to have to open 1.1 1.
2: 1 million. Uh, yesterday and then like nine hundred and eighty thousand, so a million gallons today. It pulled out a start time, whatever. And uh, the two wells together only produce eight hundred and eighty. So, gotta turn the city water on. You know, I've already pulled out one start time, but it's supposed to be one hundred and three degrees tomorrow, and it's been breezy. You know, I'll deal it with the I'll deal with the heat. It's the wind that's the killer. You know, it just takes a sprinkle of heads and fucking says, fuck, you know, what are mm-hmm. you doing turning this way? I'm just blowing it back the other. Yeah. And you're looking to try and get it on every single square inch of the golf course right now. Like everything. So give me the heat. Just fucking fuck the wind. Now we got them both. So, yeah, I mean, it's We're all going to come time. in fine. It's just going to take a Somehow, lot more.
1: Every fucking year it comes in. Yeah, it no comes in I because. Do, try to fuck it up.
2: Um, Because now you've got a you know a little bit more fertilizer maybe once you get it going maybe you're gonna have to go around and sweeten it up because it could be burning out or catching some sort of disease you know now you got the heat now you got disease pressure because you're running so much damn water to try and keep it cool uh nighttime temperatures still in the 70s last year we were 55 53 51 really oh yeah so I took a, I took a picture of that thing because I, I know what I'm doing when I go into you know tomorrow say hey I had to turn this on last year you didn't okay this year we are yeah let's tell you here the fa- you know here's what I'm dealing with compared to last year yeah. so I don't know basically my point is when you're gonna go have those conversations make sure you get a little bit of ammo you know to back your ass up otherwise yeah. you sound you sound like you're just bitching. You know, go in there with the facts or as close as you can. Some data, hand it to him. Then you don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. Okay, he's got his shit together. He knows what he's talking about. Then you can get back out the door. I don't have to deal with that stuff. Back to doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yep. Watch along. You know, how long long have you been in this business? It changes. You're not getting it. It changes every single year. What year has ever been the same? You know, well, it could be different next year. Yeah, I'm not here to predict the future, you know, or talk about last year, which today, today is what we're dealing with. So that's my rant on that. Walking in the door just don't sound like a ding dong doing it.
1: To keep on that weather talk. We did have a pretty good conversation tonight about with uh, Josh Sins from golf.com. We sat down, he was, took time to, to sit down with us. And you know, I thought it was a pretty good conversation. I thought it was pretty fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. So why don't we send it to that interview with Josh Sims?
0: This segment was brought to you by Par West Turf Services. Use promo code Jingweeds for free shipping on orders of over two hundred and fifty.
2: Hey, everybody! I'd like to welcome a little guest that we're going to have on today. He's uh, writes for golf.com and he's also a travel and food writer, apparently. But if you read his bio, and uh, he also is a co-author with Sammy Agar of what is it? Are we having fun yet? The Cooking and Partying Handbook. His name is Josh Sens. Welcome to the Jingweeds. What's up, Josh? It's
4: an honor to be here, guys.
2: <laughs> hey, so uh, you've been kind of calling on us. Uh, there's a little backstory about how you got into contact with us with one of the uh, Cutler boys. This is Andy here in the corner. He's the one muted with the mustache and the whalers hat. He's Dan's brother. He's our producer, and then Dan okay. up up there in the other corner in the red shirt,
4: and me.
2: Representing the Boston Celtics and Larry Bird.
4: We've talked so, about our mutual Boston connection, right? I grew yes. up. In, uh, I was born in Somerville and grew up went to Brookline High.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome because you told us a story about your buddy that used to cut through the fence and you used oh, to yeah. call call the corner of that of uh, Brookline Country Club. What, what was your buddy's name? The big beefy dude.
4: Lenny Curtin, he uh, he was the best player on our high school team, and there was a little muni we played for two bucks, and it butted up against the country club where they, you know, where Francis Ouimet won the U.S. Open, famous place, super exclusive. Lenny used to show up in the spring, open up the wire fence with wire cutters, sneak through, and go off and play play on the country club, and we'd go. We called it Curtin's Corner because that was the hole we all started sneaking through. I only had <laughs> to sneak on there, hit one shot, and run back. But Lenny kept on playing there over the years. Eventually, got caught. And instead of you Brick know, calling the police, the club put him to work on the grounds crew. And today, it became a career. Like the crime became a career. He's now the superintendent of George Wright, which is a great old Donald Ross, Muni in the Boston area. Oh. Great guy, accomplished. He kind of helped revive that course. Really good dude. That's and awesome. So he went from. Went to so that is I just figured like like most of you guys are just probably former criminals, I just assume, right? Pretty oh, much. Yeah. I mean, Still. I mean, yeah. go to
2: jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just by looking at us, I mean, where there's such a good clean cut so, crew.
1: That's why we went to golf. <laughs>
2: exactly. yeah. I could hide out on the golf course for a while. Right. And basically screw around and basically fuck things up, and <laughs> then I get to go fix it, right?
3: <laughs> so. Yeah.
2: So uh, you kind of came into contact with us with a buddy of Dan's dad's, Bobby. Is that how this, how you You got a hold of the Jingweeds?
4: Yeah. So I don't, you know, I can tell you the backstory from my end. I don't exactly recall who contacted me over social media, but back when, you know, COVID hit and the shutdowns began, um, golf magazine asked me to write something. I should clarify. I I write for golf magazine, but golf magazine, everything that that we write there then goes on the website, golf.com. So people can read me both in print on the website, just in case. Okay. Um, but uh,
2: no, no, free pl- pl- no free plugs. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. That was true. Uh, so anyway, uh,
4: uh, yeah, so when COVID hit and the shutdown happened, uh, my editor asked me to do a story on what the hell happens to a golf course when things are shut down. Um, and, you know, it, it seemed like a non-story to me. This is almost embarrassing to admit how naive I was, but it, I think it points to the way that So many people in golf who play golf avidly know so little about what you guys do and the science of what you do and sophistication. I just assume, what do you mean? What do you mean? You you can't just leave a golf course and go back and mow it? And so (laughs) I called a bunch of superintendents. And in fact, I called Lenny Curtin. Uh, no. uh high club, I was like, Lenny Lenny Lenny, curtain
1: is an all <laughs> no. classic yeah I, yeah, I yeah.
0: want to be Lenny Curtin so bad. Yeah. Lenny Curtin's the best. You guys would love Lenny Curtain. He's awesome. 6'3, we- 320, just the beauty of a man.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where the where the hugeness came from. I, I I don't know if I remember saying that, but I like that he's growing in legend. I think he's about <laughs> my size, but whatever. You know, how you yeah. know, imagine him?
0: six uh, seven four twelve
2: <laughs> exactly yeah see i know him as a scrubby little dude little scrappy guy just because of the whole boston area yeah, exactly. probably had red hair at one time maybe a little tinge of strawberry blonde bunch of freckles yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he
4: talked like with S-
2: the most ridiculous fucking accent you can
4: imagine he was a uh, tom sawyer cross with the townie <laughs> uh but yeah he uh yeah, not not a big guy, but uh, where was I? Oh, anyway, so like, so I called Lenny Kurt and we started talking about what happens to a golf course when you let it lay fallow for a while, and you know, among other things that are obvious to you guys, that was news to me. Like, wait, you can't just mow down grass after it's grown tall. There's the one third rule. Yeah. There's all the other things that happen. The way that bunkers degrade. I mean, a zillion different things. Anyway, the short, shorter, slightly shorter version of that story. is We posted it, and it went bonkers. Like, we got more hits on that story, more clicks than you know. A tiger mistress story it was crazy how many how many people seemed interested in it. so my editor then which
0: one yeah that's, <laughs> that's a good question. point Great yeah
4: question. we'd have to do a ranking that's another day we'll do a <laughs> grass growing stories next to tiger philandering story but uh yeah so um yeah so it was so popular my editor said we got to start doing this weekly and he came up with this idea super secrets it was his idea and every week he just said call some superintendents ask them what they do. We'll come up with a topic every week. Like a lot of good ideas, you know, it's been good for the first six, eight weeks. My fear is like, how are we going to keep this going for 52 weeks for two years, three years, as long as I stay employed. So I'm open to ideas. But at this point you guys are basically writing the column for me because I call you every week. As you know, we've done things like everything from overseeding, you know, our tree is good or bad for a golf course. Um, What's the deal with irrigation? How much water is too much water? All these zillion different questions. And so it's been fun for me because it's, uh, it's actually an education. Um, well,
2: and, I'll tell uh, you right now, you do a great job on making us sound way smarter than we are because me and Dan talk about it. We get off the phone. It's like, how in the world <laughs> is he going to ever put that together? Into something? And then I read it on Friday and it's like,
4: Wow. That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, wow. yeah,
2: totally makes sense.
4: Yeah. I'm glad I haven't butchered anything to the point where you don't want to talk to me anymore. No, no, no we'll uh, keep firing it off. Yeah, but before we get off the call today, I do want to ask you one follow-up question about the the weather apps, but we can get to that. Yeah. So you yeah.
2: called me today, and you know it's going to be out. I guess probably it'll be out after, or actually before this podcast goes up. So we won't ruin anything for anybody. So. You called us today asking about weather apps and what we use, how we use them. Yeah. And My answer to that is out here, at least in the Southwest and me and Dan had lunch today and we kind of chatted about it was we're using weather apps to basically, I'm looking at it anyways, is like a five day forecast. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at temperatures, humidities, basics, you know, because the fact that doesn't rain out here, you'll hear about it eight days before on the news because it's the biggest news story that's going to happen out here is we're going to get rain. Right. So you kind of hear about it and it's like, all right, it's supposed to rain next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like, bullshit. You start looking and it comes to like Saturday and you're like, wow, well, that's still in the forecast. Oh my God, this is becoming a bigger story. Yeah. Other than that, we'll see if the radar actually shows up with a storm. Is it heading towards a golf course? Nine times out of 10, Dan, it's all bullshit. Never rains. The storm yeah. goes around the golf course, you know, so, and that's the end of it. It's like all this hype for four yeah. days because it was going to rain and then it
1: never happened. I say 99% of the year when I use my weather app, it's because I'm at home and I'm trying to see how much, how much rain we're getting on the golf course and if I should put the golf course on rain hold.
4: Yeah. But what does that thing- mean to be on rain hold? I don't know that term.
1: So basically when we irrigate at night, like our system will turn off at seven, turn on at seven o'clock at night and start. So if we get a rain event, I can, I've got an application on my phone where I can reach my irrigation computer back at the golf course and turn the golf course on rain hold means it'll shut everything off because it's raining. Got it. That way we don't, we don't need irrigation water running if we're going to get an inch of rain overnight. And,
2: and I I have, I can do that same thing. Only I have a weather station, you know, it's just another added on tool is I have a weather station that's hooked up to my irrigation system. I've it set. If it rains at you know a quarter of an inch of rain, it sends me an email, and it also shuts my irrigation off. So, Dan, how many times have you used that app and saw this big rainstorm come and, and look at it? And be like I better shut it off. You show up in the morning, no rain.
1: This summer twice. Yeah, but yeah, all the time. And it looks like a huge cell be hitting it. You know, at like ten o'clock at night when you want to go to bed, and then you'll wake up and we didn't get a drop. <laughs> and it's one hundred fifteen degrees.
0: Is that you, you know, Matt? That- I just want to say, Matt, there's a lot of rain here in the Midwest, if you're interested.
2: Yeah, that's why the Midwest sucks. <laughs> what, so, what, so what else is there? You got wind, rain, flat. Snow. Beautiful people with great mustaches. That's about Thank all you. I know. Anyway. Yeah. I Sorry, do Josh. To... It's oh, Josh. No. It's it's back to you. That's them.
4: No, no. You, Midwest. For sure. Maybe what you like. Um so do you think that happens in other parts of the country? I mean, is, is Arizona especially unpredictable or just the
1: weather app? I would back? say the re- weather app is more relevant if you're living in those other areas. Yes. Yeah. Like in the Midwest, I was way more in tune. When I worked at Iron Horse in Kansas City, I was way more in tune with the weather. And well, I had three weather apps on my phone. I would check them all every day. all day. right.
2: And I've lived in Arizona ever since apps came out. So I have no idea what yeah. it's like, you know, how they use them back home when I was landscaping or whatever. It was just watching right. the, the local news. So.
4: so, you know, I talked to you guys, and I uh, they wanted me to survey maybe six or seven superintendents. So I just sort of called all my golf contact, I mean, superintendents here and there, and one guy at the uh, Atlantic Country Club, really nice, told me eight weather apps on his phone, and he told me that uh, he bet me if I if I did a survey nationally of, of golf superintendents, the over under would be six weather apps per phone at least on phones that's what he said he figured that most superintendents had a bunch of them I don't know if that's true because when I've talked to superintendents out here in California I found that to be less common anyway I'm rambling here but one thing he told me was and it speaks to your point about the weather he says he feels that the uh, apps I don't know if this is true that when it gets out beyond five days they're not relying on actual data they're relying on historical trends and that's why the 10-day forecasts are never right as you start getting closer to the 10 days it then goes oh wait we'll switch to the real data and yeah. it's nothing like the historical trends right. yeah. yeah i don't know if that's no. true but that may, may. no it's so.
2: definitely true yeah and there are people that look at those things and around my club that say hey not next tuesday but the tuesday <laughs> after it's only supposed to be 89 degrees and it's yeah that's their information and they're going with it and it's like okay yeah we'll see <laughs> You know. You're
4: like that's fake news dude just
2: yeah like yeah
1: you're in, you're in for a rude awakening it's about yeah. 10. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> funny, it's funny to
4: learn all this because like, i remember um uh you know in 30 years ago i used to do an annual trip with some buddies down to myrtle beach back when i was you know we, we, you guys would come down from boston i'd fly out there and we'd be all be like stalking the weather forecast in advance of the trip thinking what's going to happen And it always said rain yeah like oh shit it's gonna rain it's gonna rain but it, yeah. i guess they just say like 30 percent some guy in an office just randomly slaps that, that number down there and there, there you go. I don't know how that happens, but yeah, makes everybody you, think of rain.
2: Yeah, you could probably look at the 15-day tw- the forecast on AccuWeather right now. It probably says a 20% chance of rain on, you know, the 15th day right now. And it, it seems to always say yeah. that. But, but zero. that's what I use. I just use the basic Accu- AccuWeather. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to use the Weather Underground when I was at another yeah. golf course that didn't have a weather station. And it, yeah, that's pretty cool because it shows all the local weather stations. You can get one really close to your property and I would run my irrigation system based off of the data that I was kind of putting together in my head. And once you kind of, I don't know, out here, Dan, I mean, you could board it. You could do this without any weather stations, you know, as yeah, far yeah. as like your water and stuff.
1: Gather an ET because yeah. I run irrigation based off ET. So that's my most important piece every day yeah and it's it's crazy that i came from the Kansas city where we monitor the weather so much and there we didn't use et it was the every third night the superintendent would be like all right 15 minutes fairways 12 minutes tees, yeah 20 minutes rough and i'm just like now thinking back like, I don't know how the fuck you knew that.
2: <laughs> yeah, see, I could. I, when I first started at Desert Canyon, that was the way I kind of did it. But I did it off of ET. I just looked at the weather and looked at you know, and you get pretty good yeah. at it, you know, after doing it. You're yeah. forced. You're forced to do it rather mm-hmm. than leaving the thing alone. But man, when that thing shows up and you can just <laughs> let it ride, it's a big, Hard it's a big, big water savings.
4: I think with that kind of stuff, you know, when it's dialed in like that. But right. I mean, do you think? Uh, I mean, my editor was asking me whether most superintendents through the weather stations at golf courses and their own, you know, Doppler on the computer have better setups than any app can provide them with to begin with. I don't know if that's...
1: I, I, right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah for
2: sure. Because you're there every day. You know, yeah. you're on that specific right. piece of property. You watch the clouds come in from the south and it actually and it goes right around yeah. the front mountain. If they're coming from the north at my golf course, it's a much better chance because the mountains aren't in the way there. So if it's right, dropping right. down from the north it's got a clear shot at the golf course. If it's coming from the Southwest, it's going to hit the McDowell's and I know it's going to go right up the middle which will miss Dan's course, but you know, Eagle Mountain right on the other side, which is a half a mile from my place,
4: gets a half an inch of rain,
2: simply so because of those
4: mountains. So given that you guys don't get rain when much, when a heavy rain comes, is that risk doing a lot of damage to the course? Is the course more vulnerable because it's so unrained upon?
2: Yes. Uh, so mine sits in a canyon. So if walk, the first rainstorm will pretty much... A desert Canyon's off. in the canyon? Yeah, it, yeah. Wait, is
1: it called <laughs> Desert Canyon because it's in a canyon? Wait. Son
2: of I I don't know, you tell me. Son of a bitch. Your golf course is in the canyon? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, but it's always been in a canyon. It first started out as Fountain Hills Country Club. So who oh. in the, where'd the canyon come from? Why wasn't it the canyon the first time?
0: The wind. Uh, the wind got it. Oh, the wind got it. So anyways, First of all,
4: Fountain Fountain Hills is such an awful name for a golf course. I'm glad they changed it. Yes. Yeah,
1: so What's the they, name of the town it's in, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
4: sorry, but oh I, yeah. thought, I was thinking sorry I was thinking like Fountain Hills it just sounded like a fountain, you know, fountain it is.
1: it's got the biggest <laughs> fountain in the world. It's got the it's biggest thought, fountain in the
4: world. Stop. Biggest... I got to start talk. stop stop talking, man. No, no, no. no we'll no, fill you all no, in. This, this is it's, good. Fountain Hills
1: uh, has the biggest fountain in the world.
4: Yeah, man-made fountain. Biggest fountain in the world.
1: In yeah. fountain hills yeah yeah
4: wow.
2: so it's this little foothills town just on the other side of the mcdowell mountains which is you know when you watch like the waste management open and everything they're always showing the picture of the mountains in the background those are the mcdowell mountains i'm right on the other side of those and dan's just a little bit i guess north, in that on picture. The then, yeah the north uh side of those mountains so uh Shit! What was what was I going to well, say?
4: I I, I I sidetracked you. I, I I take that back. It's not that bad a name. It's the name of the town. Oh, just,
2: so,
1: like, yeah. So it's like so okay. they put
2: in this fountain, and it's the 50-year anniversary this year of my golf course and the fountain. It's the two things they put in Fountain Hills to get people there. I've uh, the sewer system runs down the middle of my fairways. This manhole covers out in the middle of the fairways.
1: <laughs> yeah, the fountain is huge. Google it. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, I can see it from driving down to your place from up to my place. Yeah, it's for sure. kicking. Andy just give me ideas it. for
4: yet another listicle, you know, sort of top ten sewage system <laughs> running through golf course story. You know, we'll, we'll take content on anything, guys. <laughs> so will we. So will yeah. we. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's year two. Week yeah, yeah, fifty one. Yeah, yeah. Got me on here. You guys are really scraping the bottom.
1: <laughs> year two. Year no, two. No. Week fifty one. Uh, we're talking sewer systems on the golf course. Yeah,
0: yeah. I got a I got a question for Josh. So you're yeah. a food guy. Where um, is the best course dog that you've ever had? I judge a course by its dog.
4: By its What's dog? the best
0: course dog you've ever had?
4: That's a good question. Let me think here. Uh, well, I mean the famous dog is not a real dog, it's the burger dog. Do you know about that at the Olympic, Olympic Club? Olympic yeah. It is delicious. Yeah. And they why also is have
1: more, why is it not replicated anywhere else? I don't, it however. is.
4: Actually, you know, it is at Silverado. Uh, uh, which is this, you know, uh, yep. the reason it's replicated Silverado is because Johnny Miller bought Silverado
1: yep, and I he know. had
4: friends, uh, the, the family that ran the concession there also had it. it, it and so when Johnny bought Silverado, the ownership that he bought went in there and bought the, the club with, wanted to get rid of everything. And they were trying to get rid of the burger stand. And Johnny said, what are you talking about? The burger stand is the only thing that's good about this place. That's the one thing we're keeping. They blew up the entire course kept the burger stand and yeah. still there. Um, so
1: Silverado is a Troon course and Johnny Miller will take the superintendent in his helicopter and go fly around and check shit out. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's what <laughs> I heard. Yeah.
4: They did a great job on that renovation. That's a really good course. But yeah. in terms of hot dogs, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, I'm dodging your question, but my, my, I'm not a hot dog guy. I'm, my yeah, favorite,
2: they're the most disgusting thing in the world.
0: My favorite, You're liars.
4: My, uh, You're liar. my favorite hot dog, my favorite – Golf food is the Spam Musubi you get in Hawaii. You guys ever had that? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Spam Musubi is the greatest golf course food there is. It's wrapped in seaweed. You got the kind of Spam in the middle, which is sort of like a hot dog. It's not messy. You just eat it on the go. It's great. Yeah. It's it's better than burger
2: dog? I had those. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I would think so. Uh,
4: But, yeah. I mean, golf course food is – you know, if it's semi-edible, it's already cut above most golf course food.
1: Tell you, tell you where I had a great dog. Um, after the eighth green at Riviera Country Club, they uh, they got a, a dog stand that slings some dogs. And Is that that it was right? awesome. Okay. Oh yeah,
0: nice. So, right. who do? What's the super there, and how do we get there?
1: Uh, I actually got in through the general manager, and it was a big to do. That's it. I don't That's think I'll go back. Book. That's, That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Have you yeah. played it?
4: I have. Yeah. I, well, I played there, you know, with the couple, couple times. I played there a couple of times and usually it's with some big
1: – Not uh, a big some, deal. Or not,
4: not joggers, but, but I'm playing with people who are usually members at everywhere. And i there, like, David? I, yeah, I'm, I'm America's guest. I'm just mooching <laughs> my way on to various golf courses. And they're like, now on the first tee from Augusta, you know. They're, now, they're like, now on the first tee from the Northern California Golf Association. That's where I have my handicap. <laughs> anyway.
1: Those greens are that whole like the Kakuya being super sticky and the greens being oh, super fast was very, very hard. So amazing! Yeah, it's yeah. so
4: great. Oh. anyway, yeah, great dogs. But, are I've got uh, I've got a t- cuff now, so I'm gonna be sidelined for the next six, seven months. When you talk of golf, it just makes me grumpy.
1: Oh, oh feeling really oh. sorry
4: for myself.
1: Yeah, we're, we're gonna be down for a month or two.
2: S-
4: yeah,
1: yeah. What? <laughs> we'll be down for probably two months. We just started overseeding.
2: You know, so oh, we're yeah. in the yeah, we're in the middle of throwing seed right now. Uh started on Monday and third day of babysitting water basically. my well, second day of babysitting water.
4: So do you guys have to monitor that pretty carefully when you oversee? Because you gotta keep it really yep. wet, right?
2: Yep. So I don't know. I have eight start times. The whole thing takes an hour and a half to go through it. Um sixty eight acres of turf and me, my assistant and one of my guys just drive around, flush heads, fix heads, you know, make get make sure they're turning it's yeah. const, it's constant you know if you can get a full loop around one loop yeah with nothing really you notice that doesn't need attention yeah. that's, pretty, that's really good really? you know just cuz it's ru- it's running so much so a lot of yeah. things are loosening up and getting stuck into this into the heads and the nozzles right you know all the junk that might be in your lines just cuz of the constant Flushing, you know banging of the water in the lines seems to right. at least at my place dislodge a lot of stuff So uh-huh. constantly cleaning that shit out just looping the course hoping the other guys are staying busy taking care of the uh, right. Landscape areas While three while the two bosses drive around in circles all day long, but it's so kind of got- relaxing It's therapeutic. I think
4: at times You know guys jobs i mean you you get up you you know what you got to do you do something at the end of the day you have a tangible product to show for it i mean i guess that's kind of the case sometimes in my but i I like the idea that what you do is laid out there for the world to enjoy it's an awesome job
2: yeah at times it can be very awesome at times it can be like this is it like i said it is therapeutic but it's also here we are smashing our heads against the wall again let's start this bullshit process over of overseeding to deal with the transition next year to you know get our heads kicked in by our membership and then you know have to close it why are you closing it when it's good you know it's finally good now you're going to close it and then we close it replant a new one Then you come out of it it's wet it's soggy and it's slow why is it slow why is it this january comes
4: along Bang, yeah.
2: February, ripping it all back <laughs> out, start going, you know, now you are regrowing the Bermuda grass. It's,
4: yeah, it's the cycle of life. It's, a, it's yeah. the Lion King version for the superintendent. Yeah.
2: And then you go, holy shit, it's 2020. That was just my, eighth, seven, my 17th overseed. Holy shit. You know, yeah, where did that go?
4: Speaking of uh, overseeding and watering, uh, one topic that's been a hot topic for us this month as we're preparing for the weird November master's issue is what's Augusta going to play like and they had me do a story asking a bunch of people what they thought and I guess Augusta, Augusta they can probably do whatever they want but given that they have to overseed and there's so much to get that ride to take is there any chance we're going to see a much slower course because of that or is by November it's not an issue
1: yeah November for me is wet and slow yeah because, I mean the, the the seed's only what six weeks old not even right I don't
2: really, I don't know, Georgia or that section, like what is their weather like right now? What have they been doing? Um, You know, so how heavy can that overseed be? Is he going to go really light and just paint the shit out of the place, you know, or juice the hell out of that Bermuda? Keep that as green as possible underneath. And then there's just a little layer of baby little overseed grass on it. And then when it's over, then it kind of re-gets overseeded that makes sense is does i don't know if that i don't know if that's kind of the weather but
0: i would think about doing it that yeah, way yeah, just, so uh, that's it would they have
1: good bermuda coverage too right yeah, but
0: what about the trees like that's the other like leaves are fucking everywhere right now and i don't know georgia but they can't oh, because
1: they to have to volunteer for every leaf on yeah the, on they the have
2: family. yeah that was part of the reasoning of why they did it at the time they did is what i heard is it's going to work its way around uh school vacation down okay. there that's what I heard.
4: I was Not wondering how true they're... that
2: is. So that way more volunteers are off because school isn't in session. They can get even more people.
4: Oh, I would have thought, I mean, you guys would know more about this than I do. I would have thought that they pushed it back from October because by October they would have no chance to get the overseed down and ready.
1: Right. I don't know about the weather in Georgia, though. If it's hot and humid, like Vegas, they go a month earlier. Georgia, yeah. it's hot and humid. I think they just sling seed in this water in with their nightly irrigation. People, they don't stop. So yeah. I assume Georgia, Atlanta area, I don't know about inland Atlanta or Georgia, but if, yeah. if it's hot and humid, they can probably grow some decent, decent ryegrass earlier than we are. Right. You know what I mean? And I yeah, still that's think a, that was inter, one
2: other uh, interceded into like the Bermuda, like without even prepping the Bermuda. Yeah. Right. How, how I would look at it, then it would stay firm and fast.
4: Right, and I heard some uh, we're talking to a couple of guys who played the tournament before. were saying that they were they thought it might play a little easier because there'd be I don't know that there'd be more Bermuda underneath it, and the lies might not be as tight as normal. I don't know yeah. if that. But they thought it'd be easier to chip, and certain guys who I mean, if those guys were so good, you'd think it wouldn't matter that much. But yeah, they thought right. you'd get less tight lies. We're, we're reaching for stories. We're trying to talk about, you know, how's the going to play different.
3: But COVID's yeah. hitting
1: everyone hard. COVID's hitting everyone hard. Yeah, yeah,
4: exactly. exactly. I'm,
1: but I'm sure the big grass greens, the greens are, you know, the teeth of the golf course. I bet and those will be totally fine. There, but the, I guess the elevation is supposed to be unbelievable in real life and the green contours. So if yeah. those are rolling 13, 14, 15, they're not going to have any issues with the scores, I don't think.
4: Well, that, then you get the course at its toughest. With, if the fairways are soft and the greens are firm, guys are getting longer clubs into greens that are meant to take like a wedge or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah Bryce will, dri- will be driving 11, so that won't matter there. Yeah, driving 13.
1: <laughs> so they got see all right. Bryce and with the long bumps. He would yeah. not make it at a true north because that's right. out, that's OB. Right.
4: Yeah.
3: right.
1: Like you yeah. can't spray it onto another hole at True North. There's no other hole over there. Right. You know what I mean? So
4: it's just deep desert.
1: Yeah. yeah. you can't just rip and grip like rip and rip it because you could bang one off a house. <laughs> <laughs> so right. so the, That's, it doesn't work for Arizona golf. Right. You ever want to feel like a shitty golfer, just come play golf here.
4: So one thing I always hear about uh, you know, you hear from people who work in the golf industry is they never play golf. Is that true of superintendents too, or is that just true of the guys in the pro shop?
2: Um I think it's 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 the person. Because um, we play as much golf. Like if, I love golf. Love playing. If you are a
1: superintendent uh, and you don't play golf, you're a clown. Yeah, you know I not. don't understand. Yeah. There's okay. a reason I played Riviera Country Park.
3: <laughs>
1: right, right, a reason right. We've right. got to see some of the best golf courses in the world. Yeah, it's yeah. a reason
0: why the
2: Jingweeds don't pay at golf courses when they go play golf courses. It's,
1: yeah, I
0: like
4: that. You guys are the true America's guests. Well, no, oh. the
2: Jingweed Invitational. We do a golf tournament. This, uh, this is the sixth year that we've done it. Uh, there's eight of us that go. And that's
4: how the Jingweed oh, na-
2: name started, was through right, the Jingweed Invitational. That.
4: that was at the Prairie Club. Yeah, that's in where
2: Nebraska it started. There?
4: Yep. At that
2: the Prairie, prairie is Club. Cool.
0: The Midwest. The is is the very awesome. You yeah, is. Where is Sweet. that at? I'm sorry. Can we say that again?
1: And Valentine's Day. Believe me, there ain't another fucking <laughs> thing in that state other than uh, that
0: place.
1: That's why? Ooh.
0: Over country, right? Is that where that is? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> where in the midwest Where where in the Midwest are you based? I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. So like oh, you are. I mean I'm I'm six hours from the Prairie Club probably at least, so like yeah. I'm nowhere near it. But it's still Nebraska and it's one of the best tracks in the country, so Suck it, the rest of the country.
4: I <laughs> <A lot of laughs> love that places. place. Wait, is is dismal
1: river up by there as well? Dismal river's out yeah, there. It's the out, there. out there. It's out there. I mean, yeah, you yeah, just, Snake River. It's, it's west of Kearney. <laughs> got it. <laughs> because that's just out there. It yeah. is yeah. out there. And I I went to Nebraska too, so I got a buddy, the superintendent, or the kid I graduated with, the superintendent out of Prairie Club. But oh, really? Is can't he, can can you get me on?
0: Uh, that nah, I don't know. I'd love to shoot a <laughs> 130. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, the place will beat you up. I don't give a shit. I suck anyway.
2: Uh, that's why you're the producer of the show. No, but we think that every superintendent should play golf. You know, we play in that hack attack. We do all that kind of stuff, trying to promote. Yeah. Modern, just the camaraderie. You know, that's where we think. You know, at least I think you learn more at the end of a golf round, or with a guy driving around, having a couple of beers, playing some golf, just shooting the shit, than you will in any seminar or any other platform. And then you kind of go out, and you score, you win some money. That money goes towards the beer and the wings, and then you're just kind of hanging out on the patio, and that all continues. But it's right. all around talking shit what did you shoot oh you saw you know just you know you owe me 30 bucks for bark and whatever other games we're playing the whole time and we got snakes in the bag going so there's money flying around right you know and that's how you become that's how this starts
4: you know right 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 you get to know each other i mean i I've, i've met superintendents before who tell me too like one guy i met at a course in china where the owner wanted him to play every day it was a, one of these high-end membership courses where they had no play, but the guy wanted the superintendent out there because he wanted to see how the course played. He mm-hmm. thought it was relevant. And I guess, you know, that's another argument, self-serving argument you can make, but you say, hey, I yeah. got to go play the course because I got to see how it's playing.
2: Yeah. And it changes the way a, you know, just when you're regular crew members, I got a couple of them, my crew two of them that play all the time and I can see their change Going from our place, seeing what we do, you know, the oh, why are we running this airfire again? Why do I have to sit on that tractor all day again, you know, vertifying right. or airfying, right. whatever it is? And then they go to another course and they start seeing what they're doing versus what we're doing. And they can start to see the difference. Then, what also they're playing, rather than riding around on the cart, you know, on the cart path the whole time. They're hitting the ball left, they're hitting the ball right because they ain't that good. So they see the whole entire golf course. So they come in and they're like, hey, we got to fix the head that's on 13 that's weeping. You know, stuff that you might not see, you know, just driving around or off spraying or whatever it is. So it's good to have your crew, just your general crew guys. I encourage them to play all the time because they become better at their job.
4: Yeah, if they don't become total junkies and never work again. That's true. right, yeah. Because exactly. they're, right?
2: they're too busy in the desert picking up every ball they can see. Those <laughs> dudes can find golf balls underneath the craziest shit from, like, 40 yards out. And it's – they just <laughs> – yeah. <know. laughs> yeah, it's like they sit there and they're, they're on the fairway mower and it's like, oh, the lady in the, you know, pink shirt, whatever – smoked one left on number 14 i saw right where it went so later when i'm supposed to be doing water and ice i'm swinging by that spot i know exactly where it was i was hoping she wasn't going to pick it up i swear to god they have tons they make good money collecting those things yep and you can't i had a buddy you can't stop
0: relatively new to golf my buddy's super new we went to go play iron horse which is like really nice in nebraska for us uh he spent a hundred dollars on twenty-four balls of Pro V ones and he lost twenty-one of them. It was <laughs> the greatest day ever. I laughed so hard. He got the whole eighteen and he lost two of them on eighteen and we were just like, that's eighty-five <laughs> dollars. <laughs> no, I can't I can't deal with buying those five dollar golf balls. It's
4: too much pressure.
1: It is. Yeah. I don't even like I, using a new one. I'm like, I could I'll use this sure. one later. I'll chip with yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. yeah. I once did a story on a guy who did, like, he made his living recovering golf balls. You know, those golf ball, like, re- recovery guys and yeah. Dive in with the Gators and stuff. Yeah. I mean, and the Pro V1s, he said, he could resell. You know, those are the gold standard. You would you would dive into a pond full of Gators just to get five of those because you could sell them for, you know, five bucks each. still in the water Yeah,
2: field. right down the street from my house It's Jerry's Golf Balls. No free ads, but uh, you, that's where they all bring it. Is they bring oh, have bags of balls and you get one rate right if you just dump the bag on there. But if he <laughs> individually goes through them and you think you got a lot of pro V's in there, then you can kind of gamble with your shit and you That's get paid funny. a lot more. And if not, you just walk in. He is a big, oh, it bag a and f-
1: it, full bag of Pentacles and he had to count them. He doesn't. He'd, he'd, yeah. He'd yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, they, they make pretty good money selling them back there. Oh yeah, for
4: sure. Um uh, uh, Dan, before I forget, I do want to ask you, you mentioned the weather bug thing. I was actually trying to write my little listicle, and this listicle is going to be a tough one to write because they want me to like do like s- superintendent reviews of all the different apps, and it's hard to kind of squeeze in all the information yeah. you guys are talking about there. But you mentioned the weather bug and that you liked it because – when you call it up, it has a cool dashboard, which has a lot of tons of information. Is that just about the sort of the ease of the interface and it's kind of fun to look at? I mean, you're never yeah. using half that information, right? So
1: I didn't, I mean, until your phone call, I didn't even realize that why I used WeatherBug over weather underground. But when I pulled them up side by side, the definitely the dashboard for weather bug is more informative well, as far as rain. And like dew points, humidity, which a lot of the stuff, if we do look at our weather apps, I think, Matt, you'd agree, we're looking at humidity and dew points Mm -hmm. in the summer just to get that Bermuda growth. So that's right there as far as weather bug versus weather underground where it's just like the weather and maybe the hourly, and then you can click around for all that other information.
4: What about the moon, whether the moon's waxing or waning? It's got that information. Yes, what's
1: critical to Bermuda growth is the waxing or waning (laughs) moon. When I mean, it's waxing, my greens are slow. So yeah. the moon is always waxing. It's the wax the on. According to my members, my moon is always waxing because the greens are slower <laughs> and waxing.
4: <laughs> I would just figure I'm thinking about Lenny Curtin. Like the fuller the moon, the like more likelihood you have like kids trying to sneak out on the golf course to play golf oh, yeah. in yeah.
1: yeah, I mean yeah. that's a good point too. Lenny Curtin, <laughs> he's not figured out.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um all right. So I can I can say that you, you like that just sort of the the visuals of it
1: and the Yeah, like, as far as the dashboard and WeatherBug. I would yeah. say it's superior to that of Weather Underground.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's weird to me that there are, to circle back to apps again, I mean, like, that there's so many of these apps. you got to figure that market's got to shake out, right? I mean, how many weather apps do you really need? And yeah.
1: these guys got to be sharing all the information. They probably all have the same weather stations. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know how you get better information than the other guy.
2: Right. And my my owner loves to use the general one that's on your iPhone that
1: comes with the that's iPhone. The worst it's one. the, it's that's the, the worst. worst
2: one. It's the worst one in the world.
4: It's never even It is? Cl- oh yeah, it's
2: the weather, worst.
1: The weather app on Apple iPhone is yep. the Same thing yeah. whatever Samsung has too is horrible.
4: Is it gathering it, weather from Earth or from another planet? I have <laughs> no idea, but
2: it's always it always seems to be like 4 or 5 degrees
4: off in temperature.
2: Uh-huh. Uh the main uh, usually down, usually down,
4: which is a big deal, right? I mean, that's the difference between yeah. like a frost delay and no frost delay or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. With that. yeah,
2: Yep. And, uh, you know, they're always looking five, six days out and it's the same thing. And then there's always like, there'll be a good rainstorm coming and it'll be like, Oh, 10%, 10% rain and everywhere else. Like it's a story on the news. like look out here comes this crazy storm and this will be like 10 20%
1: isn't that run by weather channel Uh, I
2: have no idea
1: what's it did it Josh did anybody bring up the uh, the one that tells you like it's sunny out you dickhead or
4: (laughs) oh yeah is that that is that carrot weather or whatever yeah
1: something Hey, yeah, give so shit. I, the sun's out. It's one hundred six degrees. Yeah, Same as yesterday, like the thing that talks shit to you.
4: I was hoping somebody would bring. <laughs> it All right,
1: See, I had only one app on my phone for the weather.
2: I will have two apps now. I didn't know it did that. I think but it's I'm definitely carat, getting.
4: It. I'm pretty sure it's carrot weather. And my editor was like, "What about carrot weather?" And I was like, "I talked to seven superintendents. And nobody has carrot weather. I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> It's one of those cases where like reality runs up to, against what an editor
1: wants, so yeah. I might have
4: to just make up a superintendent. You know, Andy. Joe. Joe. Andy,
1: yeah,
4: Joe Squigley up at uh, you know Fountain Hills Country Club up in Washington State. He's got uh, <laughs> yeah. got Kara Weatherly because it, it messes with his mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You
1: told his mentor it's fucking hot. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's what the
4: yeah, I I didn't. didn't, I, I didn't get a chance to download it, but it has like a bunch of movie quotes and stuff. It spits at you. I, I don't know. It's like, having yeah, like a, a dumb college roommate or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Huh. Interesting. What's the other one that's real popular? The, um,
4: dark skies,
2: dark like, skies, right? A- isn't that Apple's version? Like that's their real deal.
4: Right. They bought it. It used to be okay. both, uh, Android and iOS and, uh, Apple recently bought it. So I, you know, I didn't know this until about two hours ago when I started Googling around you start going down the, uh, down into the dark web and reading all these like you know really niche sites where people are lamenting that Apple bought it because all the Android users couldn't use Dark Sky anymore. <laughs> there was like a serious like mourning going. on oh, <laughs>
3: like, we,
4: can't, we can't use Dark Sky anymore. What are we going to do? They're all superintendents. Yeah, they do yeah, they're, they're all
1: superintendents.
4: <laughs> what's that? I <As> said <laughs> they're all
1: superintendents. This whole
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they might have been. I don't know. I don't know that's where you need to
0: call up the, the carrot weather and have them take the inside these guys. Are it's
4: fucking hot. You asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. Did you find exactly. anybody using it? What's the information behind it? Cause after I hung up with you, I, uh, oh. I decided to hop on my computer there for a second. Cause I'd never even heard of it. So I looked at it and it looks pretty good.
4: Carrot, at- carrot weather. No, yeah. the, uh,
2: oh. no, the oh. dark sky.
4: Yeah, Dark Sky looks good. I mean, that, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I, I can tell you who uh, told me he uses it and why he uses it. I'm just looking at my story here. Oh, yeah. There's actually a guy in your neck of the woods. Do you guys – oh, it's a guy you – Oh, Peter? Yeah, Peter? Peter. Peter, yeah. Peter? Peter? Yeah, he says he likes it because, you know, it's super hyper local. So, you know, his course is out in Peoria, and he says the problem he has with a lot of apps is, you know, will open them up and they'll locate them as being in Scottsdale, say. And so the, he'll get the weather from Scottsdale as opposed to Peoria, which might be six or seven degrees different. The winds might be different, which then affects you know, things like frost or whether he's going to spray an application onto the course. If it's going to be windy, okay. blah, blah, blah. you guys know all the deal there. So yeah. In other words, like 20 miles can make a big difference or whatever the distance is there. Mm-hmm. So he thinks that uh, dark sky is more accurate when you're looking for really hyper-local forecasts. But you know, I'm not sure that that's the case. To be honest with you, I mean, it seems to me like you guys said that a lot of these apps are pretty much the same things in different dressing. But mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong. I just don't. I don't know the technology behind them. Yeah, that's think... my next investigation.
2: Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know the technology. Like I, I was, was blow that, the
4: lid off that one. <laughs> that, um,
2: that weather on the ground. You know, I, I used it before because get was you know, I had access to all the local weather station and there's one on there that says Desert Canyon number 12. It's supposed to be on my 12th fairway. I've driven by the house a thousand times or more looking for the thing and can't find anything that looks like a weather station in this person's backyard. So I don't know where the thing is really located.
4: That's interesting. Yeah. But if you
2: look at the rain on it, when we do get a rain event and it's on there, it somewhat is very close to what I have in my Mm -hmm. rain gauge. So, yeah, so it's, probably, it's somewhere close by.
4: Like it. Yeah. yeah the, the superintendent at uh, Firestone was telling me that uh, that that they have weather underground and he, they like it because it links up to their weather station and then so, you know, na- national members who want to geek out and look at what the weather's like at Firestone can, can log on to Weather Underground, get the oh, Firestone weather. I don't know. So there's all sorts of I guess ways you can nerd out about it technologically, but right. That's for people Josh, have a lot of time
1: on their hands, I guess. Josh is going to be more informed on weather apps than we are. tonight <laughs> when we go to bed tonight, we're going to be calling you about which app.
2: Yeah, you should. You got. You should rank them in your article. You know what? what like, what I, you this found was, out it was.
4: I'll be. I, this one's. This one's a little skimpy. I got to say, I had to crank this one out so fast, and I, I and it was impossible to rank them too because. You know, I, I I could only rank them if the superintendents themselves were ranking them and nobody was in a position to rank them. People were just like, sort of like, well, i use this one, but I don't know about the other ones. You know? Yeah, you know?
2: I got you.
4: Or, or it just seems like people would download 10 of them and then whichever one looked the nicest in the icon, they just hit that one. You know? Yeah. So.
1: Interesting. Or whichever one told them they were going to get the most rain. Well, <laughs> yeah. Weatherbug said we're going to get 90%. Yeah. <laughs> right. People just
4: look for the information that, yeah, they, want that, hear, that right? they, they want to hear. That they need. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
2: So next uh, fun fact about Peter. Um, yeah. If you ever want to do a story on a superintendent that knows an insanely crazy amount of designers to golf course, you can throw anything at him and
4: it's bang, bang,
2: bang.
4: Like any golf course on the planet, he'll tell you, build it. Yeah. The coolest dude in the world. He's been on the Jingweed Invitation. He's a former he sweater folder
1: too. Yeah, he's a former he came from the too. other side. Yeah. Oh,
4: really? Okay. Yeah. That's what you guys called him? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: guys uh, yes. work in the barn? Twitter <laughs> 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 um,
4: It Took me a while. I was like, what he? was he? Was working at Macy's? At, I
1: mean, <laughs> <know>. He's just <laughs> up yeah. in a shop slinging golf yeah, balls. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's unreal. Like, I you like can that, just sit that. there and just chop shit out of minutes.
2: I mean, as fast as.
4: So another bit of trivia, you guys may know about this, but um, another superintendent I spoke with in Carolina, the Carolina said that he hires a weather consultant. He's at a high-end private club. And on top of his weather station and the Doppler stuff they have in the pro shop and the weather apps he has on his phone, he has a weather consultant who, like, looks at long-term trends and, you know, uh, gives him these monthly reports very specific to his area. Yeah. It's unusual for golf courses to do. No, But it turns uh, out this guy, this guy himself is a character. He used to be a tour caddy who went on to be a meteorologist and then launched this con- weather consulting company for golf
0: courses. So, really? He
2: sounds
4: like an interesting story, too.
2: Oh, I can imagine. I want
0: to go with him.
2: But yeah. uh, there's a guy up at Desert Mountain, Stu Buck, that's uh, been kind of a consultant of theirs doing uh, soil samples, tissue samples, and he has been following weather out here. He knows, like, the cra- he's, you sit with him and he'll tell you the reasons why. Arizona is such an arid climate. It's apparently, like, one of the most arid spots or unique little sections of the entire world. Like, there's no other lack of air um what is it atmospheric pressure anywhere else in the world than here in arizona that's why the uh the way the storms just go right around our valley all the time he says you can just look at past weather and it just follows the rim there's like a legit line across the state where weather follows it's crazy
4: yeah i mean there's it seems like the superintendent trade attracts a fair number of characters kind of like i don't know if it's the if there's a parallel to the caddy world, where people who are drawn to it are just super into it, super into golf, lifers, and are willing to do whatever it takes to kind of stay connected to the game, but definitely caddies famously attract a lot of characters. I've met quite a few superintendent characters of my my time as well.
2: Yeah, I think you could. I think you can divide a high school lunch room the same way that you can divide the golf business. Okay, like we us those guys they yeah. sat at that table in that corner right right and those clowns sat over there in that corner and those knuckleheads right. sat over there yeah. and now we all work in the same business together trying we never got along in high school still don't feel along. yeah, long. yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Still, exactly but yet you're forced to run yep. an operation together
4: so what is the – how does the stereotype play out? So the, the golf pros, the guys in the shops are like the preps and jocks yep. and you guys are like hey. – I would call
2: them the preps and like borderline the band kids. Yeah. And then we are in wood shop, small engine repair, and probably – Jail. Uh, yeah. And probably play somewhere on the line of scrimmage in football.
1: <laughs> we went to the alternate high school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, All – you know, only was playing on the hoops team for defense. You know that right. was it. Every so often, you got right. an offensive rebound and kicked one back, scored four points a game, <laughs> right, used all right. five fouls, and probably <laughs> had nine rebounds. You're sort of like, but no one came. The
4: Hank Finkel. Yeah. To, to, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And then the caddies are the kids that are in art class, band, uh, probably were riding, you know, smoking cigarettes on the stairwell in the back, you know, uh-huh. doing ollies and kick flips on there. Right. Uh, Tony right. Hawk skateboard. Those guys.
4: Got it. Like so now it.
2: we're all running a business
4: together. And you guys don't get a lie? Mean, I mean, I mean, it's like a friendly rivalry or is it? Uh, is there? A, yeah, oh, I'd, I'd probably yeah. call it the
2: friendly rivalry. i have yeah. got along
1: with every pro, head pro I've had.
2: You do because you have to, but you yeah. definitely don't see eye to eye. You know, it's because. Well, because
1: they're running a different side. Like they're trying to get more golf on the golf course. and You want less. Yeah. It's like, you sure we can't to run 244 person shotguns today? I think, uh, we haven't even mowed yeah. this new turf
3: right
1: yeah. you know what i mean like it's they play it in at a private club i've even seen different than resorts in public where they play you, they got to play to the membership you know what i mean and it's like dude why are we why are we doing this or why are we switching this up but it's like yeah, and i gotta get understand that so my greatest example is frost delays and like how many times during a frost delay we get called on the radio and it's like hey uh, we have frost late yeah we got a frost late today i would expect us to be on the golf course at nine o'clock 45 minutes later hey uh we're still looking at nine o'clock for the frost late. it's like yeah dude I, yeah. I just told you that
4: yeah nothing's but then, changed
1: but then i i gotta look at the the other side too these guys are just calling me because mrs johnson just checked in now right. mr fredericks came in at seven ten, and now he's checking in and he wants to know if there's a frost lay. so It's like, we got to, you got to understand that side too and play ball. So I'll just, you know, eventually it's like, dude, no matter how many times you got to call me, I'll say the same thing, but I get it now. You got 16 people breathing down there. You're probably just standing there with their arms crossed waiting for it to break. Whereas
2: in my public end of it, I kind of, you know, we got a frost delay and I know, you know, after so many times that you know kind of how long it's going to be roughly. So I know I have 20 minutes and that golf shop's full of people. I will go up there and explain the whole process as much right. as I can, yeah. you know, kind of stay in there, defend, you know, be there to defend whoever's working in there because these yeah. jokers, the local public, you know, as they grab their golf club and something goes wrong with their head when they leave in their house in that morning, now they're entitled, has right. to bury the poor person behind the counter. You know, right. I will go there and defend them and hey, amen, you know, this is what happens. Yeah. Sun's okay. coming up right now. Yes, when the sun comes up, it actually gets colder. You know, how does that happen? Well, you missed that class in sixth grade science, you know, 45 years ago, right? I'm not going to sit here and explain that to you now,
4: Right? it happens. You might be explaining really? that to me in another week, though. That sounds like a good column, the frost yeah. delay. And the, I, the I was going to say,
1: that's a, that seems like a home run. I think yep. so. Do
4: yeah. you want me to
0: cut that part?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, keep it in because <laughs> it'll, it'll keep people thinking
2: that, oh, I can't wait till that frost delay episode and it's Black crazy it's
4: all about the t's just dangling the public yeah along exactly and Put little that, little yep. crumbs of information yeah yeah, yeah. It's crazy that how his articles
1: josh's articles to get back because my head pro the first one we did about irrigation i came in the in the uh pro shop the next day and my head pro's brother who's not even a golfer yeah. had sent that or your, your article to my head pro is like because he, he's like hey man do you know this guy and he's like yeah that's my superintendent so That's awesome. For whatever reason, it's reaching dudes that aren't even in the golf business.
4: Well, like I said, like it's it's the editors are like they started joking around. They were getting so many hits on these items. They were like, we should just pack this in and become a turf care website. They're going to blow (laughs) off covering the tour (laughs) altogether. But it it speaks to obviously the golf market, but also the homeowners. The, The we found that anytime we can do a you know an article that ties back to yard care, then it just goes bonkers. Cause as you guys probably know, like there's a gazillion just yard fanatics out there. Yeah. People want,
2: oh. you know? Did you see that, um, that, um, video that Barstool Sports did with, um, oh. Oh, they went uh, behind the scenes at Wingfoot okay. and they followed Steve around and I did, I think they were there basically a month before the open. Yeah. And they did this whole documentary. It's like 19 minutes long. It's awesome.
4: Really? I'll Go check, check
2: it out. out. Yeah. It's, so it's totally not Barstool Sports. It's legit. Really? Like a, almost like a little mini, it's like a little
4: but mini 30 for 30 kind of
2: thing. Don't
1: assume how that's how Dan Cutler's shop operates on an LA basis. Yes. I don't live there. Exactly. And I don't have 68 dudes. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: like, I, I uh, met those guys out at the Super Bowl out here. Oh, you went for
4: guys? Yeah.
2: So I, I go down there with my buddies. They flew out and we were going to go scout tickets. And uh, so we wheel into the parking lot truck wheels in next to us like this big ass uh, expedition and these four dudes were all out and when they popped open the back the whole thing's full of golf clubs you know packed up and i started talking to him i was like oh you guys golfing he's like yeah we drove out here from new york and we've been playing all along the way and this and that and i was like oh wow that's pretty crazy we're shooting the shit and i was like oh what do you do for a job and he's like oh we got a weird job and i was like hey i got a fucked up job too I said what do you do and he goes we're golf course superintendents I was like I'm a golf course superintendent (laughs) he's like he's like yeah we're at Wingfoot and I was like oh hey oh how's it going you know like never heard Uh, of that place yeah yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I was like "Oh, I was at uh I'm at Fountain Hills in uh, Desert Canyon and uh, I was like but I used to be at Desert Highlands he goes we're playing there tomorrow I was like holy shit So, yeah, it was pretty wild. And then they're huge Pats fans, so we were just hanging out with them. It was Uh, funny because we went to the Super Bowl to get away from work and not talk about it, and we sat there now for the next hour tailgating, talking
4: about our jobs. Well, isn't Arizona just like uh, like Vegas? Like everybody you meet's probably a, a stripper or a dealer. Everybody's in the golf business. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't say Palm Springs is more of that than Arizona. No oh sure. yeah, that could be. I could see it's that. It's insane. 110 golf courses, and only 400,000 people. It is golf course, golf course, golf course, right. golf course, golf course.
4: I was wondering Wingfoot afterwards. Like I, I'd heard. Grumblings that maybe you know some of the Wingfoot members might not be too thrilled about the, the way the course played, especially that first day. They were all waiting it to be, for it to be a bloodbath, and then that uh, Deschambeau uh, was able to bomb and gouge his way around there. Yeah, I was wondering what the superintendent thought afterwards, what he what he thought, because that, that always happens. You hear stories of conflicts between the USGA and how they want to set up the course and what the super wanted to do. I know it happened at Shinnecock. Right. Yeah, too.
2: And I don't think it'll, I think it's going to, my feeling is it'll stick more to what Wingfoot just was, as far as we're going to error heavy on the, you know, the safe side on that first day.
4: You can't lose the course. Yeah, that right. first day. And
2: now we can really dictate what direction we're going to send this in the next couple of days. They're right. not going to roll in Thursday with the teeth in it and right. get hosed on a windy day like they did up at, you know, Whistling Straits, too. Right, right. You know, they played it as the place was going to blow wind, and there was no wind. I think for, for three days, and they right. tore that place up. Right. So right, right. Yeah. now it's it's just the hype too. Oh, we got to get the rough as long. You know, that's I mean, the that U.S. The Open. Talk.
1: It didn't seem like the
4: rough was that nasty.
2: I mean, it was nasty,
1: <laughs> but it didn't seem like it played as big effect as I thought it.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm no, I'm no swing expert, but it did look like you know a guy like Deshampo is so strong, but he's also got a really steep angle of attack, right? Yeah, well, I saw Fowler and a couple of the guys with shallower swings. Like Ricky's got a really shallow. Yeah. I saw Fowler hit a couple of shots over the course of the tournament, and it looked like something I would hit out of the, wheel, you know, just like yeah. low worm burner, barely made it out back on the fairway. Bryson was hitting like eight irons, 190 yards out of the rough. It's crazy.
1: Tiger, I saw barely chunk some of them out of.
4: Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure a guy like Tiger's a little leery going at it really hard yeah. with all his injury history. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, it's a proof that they can't really defend those courses too well these days unless they bake out the greens and put the pins in crazy spots. There's only so much you can do.
1: I th- and I think those dudes are just so good at golf. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's where I
2: think it, they've just now building their game to be around what they watched was going to be tough. When yes. I get older – these are the golf courses. Uh, this is how we're going to be able to play these. I just need to ha- know how to play out of three-inch rough. So now they just build themselves,
1: you know. I and mean, I don't agree with stretching it out more or making balls that don't fly. So I don't agree with that. If you want to just if you figure it out to go bomb it, then you know you can play that style. I don't think yeah. it changes the game anymore. It Makes it less exciting. So, right. Right. You know what does the member?
2: I mean, what do they have like? of their membership is a scratch golfer or some crazy number that might be really, really high, high. but I heard it's,
4: I heard it's really high. It
2: it might not be 60. That's kind of crazy. Maybe it's 40%, whatever, but they're all good golfers. But what does that place do to you as a member? Now I'm going to go play it. I mean, I'm going to go play it on Monday after just because I want to see what it's like, but you're not doing that every day. Right. You know, but how long has it been like that? Did these people, if they were going to play it, they've been playing on it for two months. Totally. Yeah, I mean, they you know, just beating the like... shit out of themselves. Golf yeah, I mean, balls I mean, must be everywhere.
4: I mean, even uh, a couple of weeks before the PGA Championship out here, I got to go play Harding and just, just the changes there were ridiculous. You know, if you didn't have a spotter, you couldn't find the ball, and if you're an average guy, you find your ball, you could barely advance it out of the rough. It was 10, 15, maybe 20 strokes harder. Really? Look, like what would a scratch golfer shoot on a tournament setup? I'm like they would shoot twenty over there, you know, 10, 15. It's just it's hard to overestimate how much harder it is that those setups those guys play.
1: Yeah. And did is. you play it tipped out too?
4: We couldn't. No, of course I would have because there's no course that can really contain me. But they had, <laughs> they, they had the they had the, the tee boxes they had the tea boxes closed because yeah. they're yeah. So they. We, play, we played it up, but, you know, it was, it was all about the rough. Harding it didn't feel overly long, even when you went back to those tees. It's just it was about the rough. It can feel long. Have you played that course? I mean, because no, no. the air there can feel really heavy. And, yeah, and so, I
1: played Olympic Club but night. That's right across okay. the lake, right? Yeah, it is,
4: right. Yeah you, yeah, you look out at the Olympic Club from the back nine of Harding. Yep, yep. When you shoot at Olympic Club, that's a tough course.
1: Uh, like 94, I think. But I didn't play the lakes up with the ocean. Because oh, okay. I got out there after, there's no outside play except for after 10. So members get it from 10 p.m. on, which yeah. is totally opposite of what here. Our members are out, you know, after yeah. they're out in the morning. So, right, right, yeah. But I, I assume probably because the fog rolling in or, or the golf course changed once that fog rolled in. It was really, it was fat. It was awesome.
4: Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. They have so many members out there too. They just, they, yeah, very limited guest play.
1: Yep. Very cool, though.
4: Yeah, if I had an extra couple hundred K, I'd jo- join a few of those clubs.
1: Yeah, I'll join it with you. Yeah.
4: As
1: soon as this <laughs> goddamn podcast
2: takes off, we'd be all be hanging out
4: there. <laughs> I keep waiting for my app listicles to make me the big money, but I don't know. Yeah. So, um, so Dan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in a quote before I send it in about how it's mostly the Weather Underground is mostly about the graphics. And right, I don't think I'm going to end up doing too much justice to your guys' comments. I'll try, but uh, this no. app story is not the most gripping one. We'll get back to another one more exciting next week.
1: Sure. Frost always. It's anytime be you, and honestly,
4: anytime you guys, if you, there's something you really want to talk about, and always, always obviously tell me to stop pestering you too. No, no,
2: no we're but, nope, but, we're in for it. Whatever, we'll yeah. take all of this. Yeah, and if you have anything else you want to come on for or promote anything, we're up for doing it. So,
4: yeah, I'm trying so, to think if I have any side hustles going on but I, I could mention. So, you yeah. got
1: to get, we all got to get in the golf course seating business. Yeah. Because
0: if you ever want to get into a side game about golf course food, Let's talk. You know what I mean? How totally. I
4: mean, honestly, uh, I, uh, I, I was so into food and I was, I was a restaurant writer for San Francisco magazine for 17 years out here. And I was just obsessed with it. I, now I'm full time with golf. So I don't do the food writing anymore, but every time I go to a golf course, I'm always kind of curious whether there's
0: going to be. Yeah. One. That's my, I judge a course by its dog. Like if you've got <laughs> a solid dog, have you ever had a fairberry hot dog? I think you'd, I think you'd appreciate it. It's all red hot dog can be, Thick, can be small, who cares? (laughs) I'm just saying.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, totally. There was a a golf course here, or there is a golf course here called Metropolitan. It's a muni right next to the Oakland Airport. And about 20 years ago, a chef landed there who was like a, a, he was originally from New Orleans and he'd fallen on hard times. He landed a job at a golf course, wasn't a golfer. He started making gumbo, jambalaya, like New Orleans food. It was the best food in the Bay. This is like a food region. My wife and I would drive down the golf course just to eat the gumbo but <laughs> but the golf course it was so good but people were making the turn they're like he's has jambalaya and gumbo and they're like where's my hot dog right <laughs> nobody wanted it, nobody wanted it, the gumbo so i don't know whether he got fired but it lasted for about six months and it was so good oh. and now they're back to selling you know old cellophane turkey wrap sandwiches and you know grim like oh. lettuce and those like tomatoes you remember tomatoes when you're when you moved out west, Matt, I'm sure you had this experience. Remember when you grew up with the tomatoes in Boston? You go into a store and they're in like the plastic sleeve. And the yeah. Orange. And you yeah. come out west, you're like, wait a minute, that's a tomato. You, you go back to Boston, now it's like shopping in a gulag when you go to the supermarket. <laughs> I see my, my mom like picking over the wilted cabbage. I'm like, Geez, like where's the bread line? It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Go oh,
1: that's great.
4: Yeah. Well, that was great. Wait, are you guys from Nebraska originally? The brothers?
1: Uh, well, in a roundabout way, I guess. I went to high school and college in Nebraska. I was actually born in Arizona. Our dad's retired Air Force, so we traveled the country. Oh, okay. Got it. And yeah. our final destination was Nebraska. So I went to high school and college there. Got it. Now, since Kansas City, Palm Springs, in Arizona. But
0: Andy's still there. Man, I had a kid. Can't leave yet. You're stuck,
4: man. You're stuck. Yeah. Hell, it's a kid. It's
0: okay. She's 10. Awesome. Fucking Absolute beauty. She's a beaut. The
4: best. <laughs> yeah. This is fun, guys. I mean, you guys. Yeah. Man.
2: Thanks for coming on. Yeah.
4: And I can't lift my arms, so that up. <laughs> I got to do like, just that shot. <laughs> <laughs> so impressed. Yeah, don't, don't forget don't, to
2: get the rehab on that thing.
4: When I can get this done, I have so much golf to make up. I'm coming to Arizona. We'll play some golf, right? Yeah. For sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I want to play Quite Papago again. Rides.
4: I like Papago.
2: Papago's a good track. Bob yeah. are a really good track. i will we'll play track. all of them.
4: The one I've been wanting to play out there that I hear is interesting is Desert Forest. Is it?
1: Yep, uh, Desert yeah, Forest. That's hard yeah,
0: hard as shit. Yeah, I heard they had really
4: controversial renovations, kind of.
1: Yep, it's hard as fuck. Yeah, the it? greens, oh, the green somewhere.
4: complexes
2: are kind of ridiculous. Really, in my eyes, yeah. And then if you've never played it before, I mean, it's great because it is the natural desert. Yeah. yeah so it's no riprap there's no houses golf. on it and it's pure yeah. golf there's yeah. no Not two, little monuments, clubhouse. There's
1: two yeah. trash cans the only thing verticals are the the flag sticks right yeah, yeah. something like that yeah. yeah it's
2: pretty sweet and uh but it's hard and if you don't know where you're going you know there's no monuments like dan said so you have no idea where this hole is going to go you look right. out there and you're like oh i can land out there and you hit it out there in the landing area. is like 14 yards a lot wide and your balls deep in the desert because there's no rough
3: really oh, yeah it's yeah. a
2: tough track it's a but it's fun yeah
1: it's always my favorite i think crazy right now my condition. favorite town true country club is spectacular is if you can, yeah find a way back there it's one of the best back nines i've ever played in my yeah they're lines. doing a total
2: renovation right awesome. now wow
1: yep. they did it, it all awesome. summer long unreal golf course
4: i've not played many of the private ones i think i played uh Bob uh, Parsons course before he bought it and blew it up, which I thought was good. Uh, Scottsdale National was Scottsdale good. Scottsdale right. National, I, yep. I, I, I hear it's a lot better now, but I don't know. If it's good.
2: He's changed some things, um, and it's kind of was – I think it's more to suit his game, uh, yeah. which is rightfully so. It's his golf course or whatever, but uh, I think it's good. And then the other one I only saw – I think I saw three holes grassed, and the rest of it was pretty much on the construction. A couple green complexes that had some uh, grass on it. Yeah. And that place looked like it was, you like playing on Mars.
4: Bad Little nope. Nine, I hear it's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah. that Johnny little. It was out there like two nights ago. Oh, on really? On his Instagram, on his Instagram was all blown up with the Bad Little Nine, Scottsdale National. All
4: right, well, my arm's good. I'm coming down there, play some golf. It's it. right, cool. cool. Talk food, talk gin weeds, and all that stuff.
2: <laughs> Sweet, good. man. All right. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. We really appreciate it.
4: It's yeah, fun. Thanks for all the help with all yeah. the stories.
0: Yep, All right. Anytime. Anytime, All right, man. Thanks. Man. Thanks. All right, Josh. Have a good one. Thanks, man. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Bye. This interview was brought to you by the Crisp Fall Air.
2: So don't uh, forget that yesterday, September 23rd, was National Thank a Superintendent's Day or some <laughs> shit like that.
0: Yep. Dan,
1: did anybody?
2: It was. Did anybody thank you?
1: Uh, yeah. I, mean, I got probably like 10 emails. You did from your members? Yeah. yeah. Nice.
2: And, and Andy did? Give us a message yesterday. He's saying thank you to his two That's favorite right. superintendents. So, Andy, thank you for the message. I get to say it to you in person. Oh boy. Um, I don't thank know. Thank you. I don't know about what – I just have a weird feeling about national whatever days.
0: Oh, I know. You know. Well, it
1: was the day before it was probably National Hot Dog Day. Tomorrow was yeah. probably National Walker Poodle Day.
2: Exactly. So, it's National Cheeseburger Day. And, you know, what are you supposed to go out and get a cheeseburger?
1: Sounds pretty kidding
2: good. me? Have you seen the lines at McDonald's? There are plenty of people thinking every day is National Burger Day. Oh yeah, you know so. I
1: don't. know, It's kind of quirky I, how
2: every single day. I've has never it. heard
1: of it before. Do you know? Is it? You no, know, I was telling you today know, at lunch.
2: The, I was telling you today at lunch. The only reason why I knew it was today or paid attention to that it was today is because it was my brother's birthday. Yeah. So it was like, oh, I'll, I'll definitely remember that. You know. But so, I had
1: never heard of it before this year.
2: I probably did maybe. I do want to say, say real quick last though,
1: year.
2: And they did the whole so promotion, much. yeah, Andrew. What's
0: up? I just I do appreciate what you guys do. As I mean, you know, we've talked about I'm a relative named golfer, whatever. But even when I golf with people that are experienced and they fucking put a they fucking take a sweet swipe of the grass, like I'll go pick that shit up and put it back. Because I just had never noticed it before, but I do appreciate what you guys do because it's hard fucking work and you got to keep doing it over and over and over. Or like you pointed out before, you get the Yelp review like, oh, there's fucking divots everywhere. Well, part of that problem is the assholes that fucking do all the shit. So I do appreciate what you guys do.
3: That's also, what I'm trying a buddy to do. That's the,
0: Yeah. My, my friend Dan Watts, Dan knows Dan. He's, Dan the, knows worst Dan. Golf, he's the worst golf car driver ever the fucking worst and so like anytime we go out like me and my buddy Jake are like we're driving you're not driving.
2: <laughs> my buddy Smitty parks on the edge of on the edge of the turf every time and I swear he does it out of spite goes around stakes and it'll get out of the car give me a look now because he knows I'm just like you motherfucker <laughs> you know like why are you parking that but he always wheels, up on two tires up on the grass all the time like,
1: Fucking <laughs> no, I think fuck. everybody dude every, a lot of people do that I know, and know when he plays
2: play. with. I mean, what I'm saying is Andy's learning to yeah. not do that kind of stuff, and we're here trying to do it. Mark, many of you I
1: was playing like, with somebody recently, and I wheeled into them. the grass. And I was like, well, "Why did you do that?" I like, well, you do that? I'm like, I guess I don't know. <laughs> <What if> somebody <laughs> wants to pass. I was like, "Then they could put all four tires in the fucking turf." But nobody's passing. It's yeah. not a lot of traffic. It's not a two lane <laughs> highway. <laughs> Everybody's going in the same direction. Except one person, the cart <laughs> girl. <laughs> yeah. And that's even if she's working seen right a lot now. of people. Yeah, you've been seeing a lot of people on the car path coming the other direction.
0: <laughs> so many.
1: Oh shit! Letting everybody play through. I <laughs> oh, mean, we got a build up over on the backside of thirteen and fourteen. We got. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> David
2: Dan and his buddy are pulling over for everybody, waving <laughs> them bye. I? Put on the blankets.
1: Put on we the blankets. We blankus. got a fender on the eastbound lane of the 13th. Those people went back to 12. You know how to get congested back there about 3 p.m. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then they Ranger oh, Rick. Oh, that one's Oh no, that's oh. what it is.
2: though. but I ain't got anything else, boys. Uh, hockey yeah. is almost over. I think uh, the Lightning. Uh, seem to hit a second gear. It'll be interesting to see if Dallas can bounce back after that last one. Uh, yeah. Stamkos, is he going to play? What's I up with him? No. He got wheeled We're off. Done. You think he's done done?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think so, so too. Pretty cool that, that he period. got the goal. Yeah. It's, it's cool, cool that he way. got
2: the goal. And that's Ab- it. Yeah, he's done. But it's been good. You know, I was shocked that the first game must be, well, you know, it was Dallas, even though I'm kind of rooting for Dallas. I don't know why. Probably just because the lightning always gave the Bruins a hard time in the past couple of years. So
0: Yeah. I see that. Well, shout out to Big Ed. He really needs the stars to come through real fast.
1: Oh yeah. But you never know, man. They could real lock two or three in a row. Yeah, they could. They could. How about your uh, Celts? You Let's talk story of the hour. We can talk <laughs> about Celts or we can talk about the Cubs lack of hitting. But- yeah,
2: the Celts are, the Celts are getting outplayed. Um, Where do they I think come from? on come out. I think it's out hustling, everybody doing things that, you know, just need to be done, whereas the Celtics are relying heavily on one person to take over the game, but they can't quite figure out who that guy is.
1: The guy's you know? 20 years old. His name's Jason Tatum. It's yeah, Jason but Tatum. Um,
2: there seems to be, or at least through my buddy Jeremy, the one I asked how, what the yeah. scene's like back there you know, to answer me, and he texted me the other day, and he's like, yeah, it's, you know, within his group, it's all, like, AAU coaches, and then his other buddies, they play in men's leagues together, so they're all hoop fanatics. You know, they're somehow involved in it pretty heavily, So, and they're all hoops, you know, Celts fans, obviously. So that group that sits, they're hyped all the time, you know. He said, but as far as, like, the city is, it will always be Pats, Bruins, Red Sox, Celtics, you know, really? And a Even
1: with Bird? That was around?
2: Yeah, yeah. and um, the Garnett? No, no, no. I would say back then, the Celtics and the Bruins. Uh, yeah, in the 80s, it was the Celtics and the Bruins were probably – in the Patriots suck, but football's football yeah. here, you know. It's kind of – you know, you're just a fan because they're the hometown team and football's football. So yeah. you're always a little bit of a fan no matter what in – you know, I still – I don't know. something about the fall back there, at least for me. And I, I would say I'm probably – I'm definitely Pats, Bruins, and then the Celtics and the Red Sox, they could flip-flop, you know, kind of of how it's going. Basketball, I'm so disgusted watching it. It's so painful.
3: Oh, so, I enjoyed I, it, dude.
2: Yeah, I think they're so, so good. Yeah. But the way the game is refereed and the way the referees start to – get in the way of the game a little bit, Uh, you know, there's through the conversation with Jeremy, he was saying, you know, there's write-ups in the newspaper that uh, how the Celtics play with certain referee groups, you know, so they're swaying. The, The game is, you know, facts show that they score so many points. They either win or lose by this month, you know, this legit stats with certain groups that's fucking wrong in my eyes, you know, what are they? It's the Joey Crawfords of the world. You know, they all learned how they can become like true part of the game, you know, and actually everybody starts to recognize them, you know, before they were just dudes in pinstripes fucking, you know, you didn't get the camera right on them anymore where they got to do a review of a call, right? You know, the review of a fucking call, there's three referees on the goddamn court. They should only be able to review themselves. Like, you know, in a, Real man and the guy at the top of the key blows a whistle of something that's kind of down low, you know, and it's clearly garbage, but the angle he's on obviously looked like a follower. He's got fucking money on the game. The guy that's right in front of him never blew the whistle. He should be able to, hold on, hold on. Let's talk about this here. Here's what I fucking saw. No, 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 no. Take it back out of bounds. There's seven seconds left on the shot clock. Let's get this fucking thing going. You know, not the other dude get one challenge. Is that what it is? One challenge the NBA gets. These guys know. are stuck
0: fucking challenging the weirdest
2: shit and they're the worst calls. You know, I know there was one last night, Jimmy Butler. You know, he didn't even touch a fucking dude, if I'm correct, or it was the night before. Didn't even touch a dude. They fucking blew the whistle on him. And the flagrant one when a guy's got a ball and he's just trying to get a little bit of position. He's not chucking elbows at guys and he just kind of moves the ball up and over. He's not blasting him in the head. You know, you know when that's happening, but he lifts the ball up over his head and the dude kind of comes up this incidental contact. Yeah, it hits him in the face. Okay, call the foul. Now they got to go review this. These clowns are going to look at it. And he gets a fucking flagrant one for something that was completely incidental. And it's like, what the fuck? Now that's two shots in the fucking ball. Yeah. With a minute and a half up by four points, you know, now the other team's fucked. You just change the game off. Of it. Very petty little thing. No more running through the lane. Hammer someone too hard. Oh, flavor. I think it's got to be a little bit of policing out there who's going to be. Because just like, uh, like football, there's holding on every single play. You know, it's whether the ball was going that direction. If the ball's going that direction, they're calling the holding. You know, the guy had some serious heat on the quarterback, they're calling the holding. When the quarterback rolls out to the right and it's, you know, way away from the play on the backside and there's a little bit of fucking holding, they're not calling shit on that. Because it's not really, you know, having anything to do with the play. Uh, And I think that's kind of the way the NBA should be called a little bit more you know, where stuff is off the ball or two six seven six eleven 11 dudes go up for a rebound. There's going to be inc- incidental contact that's going to, you could call a foul on, it. but should you? Doesn't that slow down the game? Or am I just ranting and you guys are just looking at me like, wait well, the fuck, you're, you on all yeah, but, you're on fire. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm looking for some help here. <laughs> you, you had it. Well, so, that's my feeling about it, and, It's hard to watch. But, um, again, with my buddy Jeremy, he sends out a tweet last night, and I've never done this. I've never, like, quote, unquote, trolled somebody. And uh, he sent out something about how, you know, Miami, you know, I'll admit it, you know, the elite NBA players should be able to break a 2-3 zone. And goes on and on, but, you know, for the Syracuse alums of the world, I bet you're loving watching this stuff, something along those lines. And I just chimed in. I was like, that's a rough take when, you just, when your, so team your team just posted an L. Yeah, when your team posted an L. And uh, I just – and then I text him right away. I'm like, I'm trolling you on Twitter. And I was like, that's the first time I've ever done that before. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> and he's like, yeah, I saw that. So then it became this conversation of, you know – he th- he, he's a basketball purist, so they should be playing man-to-man defense. I did like when the NBA had that rule. You know, you couldn't play his own defense. In l- logically thinking, that's the dumbest rule, you know, that you can only, cert- you can only right. play defense a certain way. The idea is to steal the ball from the other team, stop the team from scoring without fouling. That's, that's pretty much – or. Let's follow them and try and get let away with it, you know, kind of thing. So that's stupid that you're made to do it, but I think it's, it creates for a better game, I think. You know, it's much more pick and roll. Um, you can't just stuck, you know. It's hard to even argue it even that direction. As I sit here and try and think about it, it's like, no, you play any defense you fucking want, you know. And
0: For someone who doesn't like basketball, you have a pretty strong take about it.
2: Well, here's my reason why I don't like it.
0: You know, I do uh, have a strong
2: just, take about it. I just miss the days. So no, that's, that's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm stuck. I can't go any farther.
1: <laughs> oh shit.
2: So it's hard for me to, I guess, appreciate today's game. Cause back to what I was saying before is, or how this all got going. You have the best players in the world. And I, definitely think they're unbelievably good. Is there an argument to say that the referees are almost hindering the elite, elite player from being that much more dominant? Or is it just bringing the guy from the bottom up to their level a little bit with the refereeing the way it is or the way the game is played? You know, dudes that could be bruisers and just – like Rodman is – Borderline out of the
0: game. He's a hinder to your team. No, he is. He's actually retired, so he's not even in the game.
2: Correct. I understand that. But he would have to quit the game if he played in today's day. At least he got the chance to retire. And as an NBA Hall of Famer, he wouldn't be an NBA Hall of Famer playing today. He'd fucking follow out every single time. He couldn't play the way he
0: played. Kendrick Perkins. I mean, you're right. You're not wrong. But
2: they didn't have – Bill Lambier, he wouldn't have played ever. No.
0: You know any of Word those guys? Uh
2: yeah, that he'd probably get technicals for waving his finger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, talking too much shit. And the whole thing goes around to it is I just think it's there. I don't. know, I could go on forever about this. So there is no going around to anything I could go on. I'm beating this game to death. But I like it. I've started shooting hoops in my driveway. Did you?
1: Mm-hmm. You got some videotapes? You got some personal tape? No, oh, right? I don't
2: have some videotapes. We should testing? get some videotape. Yeah. I was shooting them last weekend. <laughs>
0: Out there. better? Your I can still shoot. A yeah. basketball shot?
2: Ah. Uh, hmm. Ooh. Now, I would say um, in a game of horse or something like that, or just a kind of a shooting contest, I'd probably put myself up against a lot of my friends in that as opposed to going up against a lot of my friends in Cornhole. I think I have – I just – I'm not as consistent. I can get going just shooting. Playing and getting in a game, I haven't done that in so long, so I bet that would be quite a rhythm to try and get into. But just buzzing around the back you know, the driveway <coughs> on like a nine and a half foot hoop, because I don't think it goes up to ten feet. And uh, uh
0: it can just drain. Nine and a half? Yeah. Did that just come out? What you mean? Okay.
1: You just don't tell your I name or your flash everything.
2: The one of the biggest game one of the best did you guys grow up playing dunk hoop? Like as kids, it was just everything was set on a level where you could dunk, but it wasn't like set at like seven feet where you could just walk up and do it. It was always said it like, you know, if we were in like eighth grade freshman year, it was probably at nine feet. And then by the time you're, you know, into college for us, you know, six, one, so nine and a half feet. So when it happened,
1: yeah, we're you know, all it was here. like
2: legit shit, but you
0: had kids that could take it to the hole and just go over everybody because it was just enough.
2: So it was kind of like playing I've on never that.
0: never dunked in my life, Matt. Like I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm, I get, barely you, scraped the bottom of the net. Yeah, I've dunked on you know, ten feet.
1: I've dunked on ten feet twice the same day. That's it. Yeah.
2: I've done it uh, I don't know, <laughs> five times. A handful of times off the bounce.
0: Really? In two hands Matt, bounce. how tall are you?
2: Six one. Probably I did the two, I don't know, close flush. to
1: six two. Twice. One day. That's it. Nice.
2: Getting up, but yeah. So if my hoop's at nine and a half feet, I'm gonna get back to playing dunk hoop. Get a league in the neighborhood with the old, <laughs> the, old the old guys.
1: That bobcat I saw when yeah. I wheeled up to your place the other time.
2: Yeah, yeah, that will be the fucking gillville bobcats. Yeah. Nothing else. Anything else? Andrew, nope. is golf season over over there? Like, what's going on? Have you been playing?
0: Um, uh, not quite. <sighs> I mean, golf is expensive. You know, you guys get to play for free. I don't. So, golf is expensive. Uh, I'm hoping to play on Sunday. That's the goal. Uh, I got 48 Kirk Sigs right now. I'm sitting on 48 Kirk Sigs. So, that's nice. a good feeling. Nice. You know what I mean? It's a good ball. Like I got stocked up on those. I like them. And, you know, I don't feel bad losing them.
1: Oh, okay. nope.
0: But, I don't know. I'd love to play. I played the other day. Shot a 1 fucking 23 or something. in brutal. I don't know nice. what to do.
1: What'd you shoot on the back?
0: Uh, shit, hold on. I have it.
1: That's a joke. Like you shot a 123 on the front? what did you shoot on the
0: back? You son of so a bitch. Probably, some, probably a 123. <laughs> 120,
2: 122 got better. <laughs> it's par 70 that's, on the back. That's right. Oh, no, it's a
0: 114, so it wasn't as oh, bad. Oh, yeah, there you was. go. Yeah, that's not Legit. bad. Legit.
2: Or was it a one twenty that you shaved down to a one fourteen?
0: No, I don't. You know, I take I take my lumps as they yeah. go. So it's the only way you can learn that you're getting I, better. Yeah, do it. I play every shot. I take every shot. Shot a one fourteen. Nice. So, there it is.
1: Probably saw the whole course.
0: That's nice.
1: Yeah, yeah you can yeah. just
0: you know I saw seventeen twice.
1: Happens to me all the old time.
2: So 18 was no-go, or is it 16 that
0: you went back and forth? No, I played 17, and then we started 18, and I played 17 again. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome. But, you know, one day at a time, I'm going to break 100. And when I break 100, I'm going to buy some Jordan golf shoes, because why not? Oh, nice. Just go big, huh? Yeah. Did you guys see the J5s that came out for Wingfoot? I
2: don't no, know. I don't think I saw them.
0: They were looking pretty, pretty good. And the Air Max 97s that came out for Wingfoot, Wingfoot were really nice. I don't
2: know, man. But I, think, I, I think the Skechers I rock now are the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn in my life. Big Skechers, guys? Hands down. I, you know what? I wasn't before. I always wore the Foot Joys. And then uh, – I put them on one day in PGA Superstore a couple of months ago, and I was like, oh, man. And then the store, I mean, our golf club has them. And I went in there the other day or like, more like two weeks ago. It was a size 11 there. Actually, it was before the Jingweens because I wore them, broke them out out there. They're fucking sweet. They're like 120 bucks. Cost, 60 bucks. Thank you. Nice. And they're super comfortable. Nice. I forget which model they are, but they're the most I guess sneaker-like looking one, but they're sweet and cheap. I mean, still only like ninety bucks or a hundred bucks. Yeah, golf shoes are yeah.
0: fucking ridiculous. Those
2: Js will be like one
0: forty. Two. Well, the air no the Airbags Well, the Airbags ninety sevens were I believe two twenty, and I think the J fives were two twenty five. So like, I did not snag those. I did not get them. I, I have never, to break a hundred before I get any golf shoes.
2: Yeah, that's a good goal, but two twenty-five yeah. for a fair fucking really uncomfortable shoes. Jordan shoes, I always found to be fucking super uncomfortable.
0: I mean, I don't not you know, about comfort. That more than, <laughs> well, but I, so I do love. Here's what I realized: Look good, like, play, I, good I feel, feel good. Fact, but I love Air Max ones. It's my favorite shoe but I went to go try on the air max one golf shoe and it's super fucking tight and not comfortable. So there is a chance that like they wouldn't be good. So I don't know. I'm cool with, I got new balance, like $50 shoes and they are great.
2: Yeah. New balance. I've rocked through a handful of new balance golf shoes and regular shoes. My sneak is now a
0: new balance.
2: Yeah. I
0: mean, shout out to the golf warehouse. They got tons of shoes on sale for $40 a piece. Yeah. Oh, no free shout outs, sorry guys
2: yeah no free sh- yeah no free ads
0: <laughs> oh shit what kind of shoe do you rock Dan
1: I just got a standard foot joy just a run of the mill yeah
2: those things are super comfortable too the only yeah. I mean I, if I went into PGA Superstore I'd probably buy those those would be the ones I'd go and buy but since it's, the, well, the golf oh. shop had them yeah. yeah. boom Get them. Get them while they're hot. I'm a spikeless guy myself. Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah, I think I don't have spikes. I definitely don't have spikes. But I think it makes a difference. I kind of wish we could play with the medals
2: again just so when you're walking into the shop it sounded like you were fucking heading out of the dugout to go grab the one bag. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Favorite video game of all time? What is it? This is gonna this is Final gonna show the generation gap of us, right here for sure.
0: Probably, but Final Fantasy VII it's three discs. Uh, I mean, doesn't get much better than that. Final Fantasy VII by far. Ah,
2: uh, see, I I'm not sure where they are with Final Fantasy. It's Like, what console does that play on? How many years ago did that come out, or is that like this year?
0: The, that came out in 1997. That was PlayStation One. Uh, yeah. Like the, I still have the original discs. From, like from, from that, I still have them. Like it is the greatest game of all time.
2: Nice. Final
1: Fantasy
2: VII. Nice, Dan, what is yeah. it?
1: I think Super Mario Brothers 3.: This always plays.: Nice, no matter what.
2: My name's, mine's NHL 94. Hands down, <laughs> hands down the best game that's ever been. on Sega.: Yeah, on Sega. 93 that was, was cool, one. too, but 94 just took it that next step. The one-timers weren't gimmies. You really had to play them right. There
1: was one where you could wheel down from, like, the, the right side of the screen and cross above the circle. And yeah, that, top that was and 93. Every time.
2: That was 93. Yeah, and 94, was awesome. that was a lot more, you know, realistic. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do it as much. You, I mean, Sergey Veterovs and Stevie Y could do it. You know, yeah. Mario... Gretzky wasn't even the best player in that game, or his team wasn't as good
0: as it should have been. I didn't know. Was Luigi in the game too, or was it just Mario?
1: Mario, have you ever heard of him? In three.
0: No. Is he <laughs>
1: good?
0: Oh, Decent.
2: So, what uh, console was that on, Dan?
1: Uh, it was Nintendo. This original Nintendo. The original Nintendo. What are you gonna? <laughs>
0: Blow in the fucking game. You gotta
1: blow it. Yeah, Dude, that game was just still. You could still play it today, and it's still money.
0: Yeah, I think, I think uh, only Sega. The only Sega console we ever had was a Sega Saturn, right, Dan?
1: Oh, what a console! oh it was Sega Saturn. So PlayStation came out at the same time, and Sega Saturn. Dad got us a Sega Saturn. It was, I missed out. We
0: had Daytona. He got used Daytona. Yes, awesome. Daytona. Yeah, no, I love that game, and then I broke it and then I had, to buy you, I had to buy you an N64 with no dividend money.
1: I don't remember any of that. Oh, dear. N64 I
0: was an 40. asshole. GoldenEye? I was an asshole. I yeah.
1: never had so an N64.
2: That's when I kind of started uh, getting out of video games.
1: You never played GoldenEye?
2: I don't think so, no. Oh. I wasn't really like a single-person player. I was always sports,
1: pretty this is much. the first like, multiplayer, multi-shooter. Oh, really? Game.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, see, I've never played
1: one of
0: those. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Still Dude, we play again. that all the time. Yeah. Goldmine was a shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Paintball mode, big head mode. Andy's right. Andy's <laughs> right. <All laughs> the good I had to use my money, though, to buy the Andy N64 because I That's broke a Sega 7. That's I was an get. asshole. That's You're right. I was an asshole. That's what you get she where you're at. 64 another one? That's she what you another get one.
2: coming in here with all your we have bad <laughs> attitudes. <laughs>
0: she I go, boys. All right, buddy. What? No, I'm just oh, are you were <laughs> we done? What are we doing? I could go. <laughs> you go, go, to go. Bed. Yeah. All right, cool. Oh, fuck you. Oh, guys. One of the morning, you said of the bitches. Yeah, thanks for coming
2: on, Andy. Thanks for joining us. And uh, thanks yeah. again one time to Josh Sens and remember everybody that this episode and all the ones in the future until we get some more sponsors was brought to you by far west far west where you can buy all your golf course accessories including what is it andy that is your favorite thing right now
0: do the double-headed maintenance rake
2: yeah the double-headed
0: maintenance rake you can what get a them at beauty you can rake twice as many yardage square foot yardage than you could before <laughs> with the far west exclusive yard. double-headed maintenance rake do it. What's what's the fun yeah.
1: side rate on a square yeah. foot yard? <laughs> <laughs> and no,
0: it's a, at least three by three.
1: Yeah, <laughs> true.
2: And if uh, you don't forget, if you are spending more than two hundred and fifty bucks, use the promo Jingweeds and you get free shipping. So thanks everybody for joining us. Andrew, thanks for coming on. Dan, good luck with you new baby baby birdie in town. You and yep. you and the wife dropping back into a tutu zone. You got three of them coming at you now. <laughs> And, you know, good to see you, boys. Good times. Thanks, everybody. Later on.
1: See you guys. Love you, mom and dad.
2: Whoa, look at that fucking mustache. Handsome. That
0: thing's great.
1: Is Andy in? It's a I think when, when Josh signs on, I should have my shirt off. Oh.
0: How much do you think I could bend? Are you drink really nice too? Yeah.
1: Do you they know they make
0: lot. 24 packs of 16, 16 ounces? No, I didn't. They do. Per ounce, it's cheap. Hanifin, right? Monofin.
3: Hanifin.